When cardholder data is exposed in a breach, like the one that hit global payments last month, the reputation of the payments industry is jeopardized. From the processor that suffered the breach to the financial institutions that issued the cards and the merchants that accepted them, a number of links along the payments chain are affected. So what's the best strategy for communicating with the public after a breach, even when many details surrounding the breach remain unknown? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Bob Carr, Chairman and CEO of Heartland Payment Systems, which in 2009 suffered the largest payments breach the industry has, to date, ever seen. Bob, a great deal has changed in the payment security and fraud detection space since 2009 when Heartland learned it had suffered a cyber attack that exposed card details on 130 million debit and credit accounts. The Heartland breach was a catalyst for change, though painful. What lessons did the industry learn from the breach your company suffered? Well, I think the industry learned from our breach that large uh, payment processors who who feel like they have been PCI compliant can get uh, penetrated and that the value of the data uh, needs to be minimized because the eventuality of a, of a breach is uh, so uh, likely as evidenced by the events of the past three years. Uh, I, I would like to say that uh, we've never challenged the 130 million number, but uh, that number was a speculative number and is very much overstates the exposed card numbers from our breach um, and also states that mo most of the breaches that happen in our world are never reported. So the problem is endemic. It's very serious. The bad guys spend lots and lots of money, coordinate themselves, uh, and uh, breaches are going to happen. And what needs to happen is, is that companies that have card numbers and PII information in their systems need to encrypt it or tokenize it so that it's not available and of any value to the bad guys. Now, I'd like to go back and talk a little bit about this global payments breach, and I understand that you can't talk about global payments specifically. Of course, this breach is still under investigation. But a great deal has been said about PCI compliance and Visa's removal of global payments from its PCI compliant list. Heartland also was removed from Visa's list after its breach. What does noncompliance really mean, i.e., are there fines or penalties involved? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that Global Payment Systems was, uh, during our breach, was very supportive of us, and we're very supportive of Global. feel very badly for the situation that they're in. Uh, to specifically comment, I would say that uh, you're compliant until you're not. Uh, it's a temporary uh, point in time. Report, uh, analysis that's done by a human being, a set of human beings that aren't perfect. And so to be deemed to be PCI compliant should not give anybody a lot of comfort. Uh, it, it means that you pass the test. And uh, the test may or may not have been conducted by someone who's competent. Uh, and even if they are competent, the bad guys are very, very good. They're very, very smart. And uh, I, I think that uh, all of us who process uh, PII data uh, should be uh, humble and uh, thank the, their lucky stars that, that they weren't uh, Heartland or Global in this situation. Uh, and that, again, I think the solution, there's no, no perfect solution, but anyone that thinks they're not going to get breached is being naive. Um, we're going to all have to be prepared to, to deal with the breach, and 
and again, the best way to deal with the breach is to not have any data in the clear that's of any value to the bad guys. And so when a company is found to be non-compliant, do they have to pay fines and penalties? Uh, the short answer to that is yes, they will pay fines and penalties. And so going back to talk about Heartland's breach, in the wake of that breach, Heartland focused a great deal of its attention on communications with the public and even the government. Today, Heartland is viewed much differently than it was in the days and weeks that immediately followed its breach. What can you share with us, Bob, about the role communications played? Well, I think every situation is different. Uh, we're a publicly traded company, and uh, the announcement of our breach was a material event. So we were governed by the rules of the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, and we had to uh, we had a material event happen to us, which was clearly going to destroy the value much of the value of our company. Uh, that put uh, everyone at risk. There was an insider in terms of putting out insider information. Uh, the risk of people selling their shares with that insider information was profound. Uh, Martha, Martha Stewart had just gone to jail, so this was a very sensitive topic in 2009 when we were dealing with it, and that was a, a, a lot of the motivation for the way we dealt with the breach. A non-public company or a, a company where this would be a non-material event has different circumstances. I certainly wouldn't try to advise, you know, a one-size-fits-all solution here. But uh, Heartland, it, our job was to protect our customers, our stockholders, our employees. And we felt like because uh, the fact that uh, we're a pure play processor as a publicly traded company, that we needed to communicate with all the stakeholders, tell them what, you know, as much as we knew about the potential impact uh, that it, it might have on, on each of our stakeholders and tell them that we're going to do our best to overcome it. And I think over the past three years, uh, we've been successful in overcoming it, partially because we weren't trying to blame somebody else and we were telling the truth about what happened. Now, what about the card-issuing institutions that were affected? How should they respond to cardholders when their reputations are on the line as well? Well, the card issuers are governed by different laws and regulations, and uh, they should and do notify their cardholders that may have been compromised. Uh, they need to refund uh, any fraudulent charges that were uh, incurred by the, their cardholders, and they do that. Uh, so I think the card issuing community is very familiar with breaches, very familiar with uh, how to notify their, their customers, the cardholders, and I think they do a pretty good job of that. I don't think, I don't see that uh, particular issue as being a problem these days. There are 40-some states that have regulations about notifying cardholders, and since the issuer of the card is the only party in the chain that has the address and information about how to contact the cardholder, uh, their, their obligation is to notify the cardholder, and as I said, I, I, it seems to me that that's what is happening in this day and age. And Bob, before we close, I wanted just to ask, how can companies also protect their brand images and reputations like Heartland successfully did? Well, I think the most important thing is not to try to minimize the impact of a breach. Uh, while a breach, you know, cardholders do get their money back, they still go through, have the trouble and have to go through the time and aggravation of notifying various bill pay situations of the change in their card number 
Uh, sometimes with debit cards, money is drawn out of their checking account, and have, it's not easy to get it put back. So there's a lot of inconvenience caused to the consumer community, and there are losses that issuers do take. It's not just the fraudulent losses, but the reissuing of cards and the time and effort of the issuer to deal with a breach. So there is damage done when there's a breach, and it shouldn't be minimized in my view. And I think uh, what should happen is the people who are breached should share the information about their breach with privately uh, with other uh, payment processors. Uh, we've, we helped form the organization Payment Processors Information Sharing Council. I think any payment processor should, uh, for the betterment of our industry, share what happened so that the bad guys, you know, the bad guys might be in somebody else's system. Uh, you know, during, while they're breaching one company, they might be breaching three other companies at the same time. Wouldn't it be good for those other three companies to know what's happened to them uh, from, from a victim who already knows? And also I think that, uh, you know, just being outspoken with your employees and your customers to say, look, th these things happen and we've done everything we, we know how to mitigate the risk of this ever happening again and pointing out that there are thousands and thousands of breaches every year in this country and just not very many of them get pressed, that it's only the uh, companies that are governed by rules that require the announcements that are making the announcements and that, uh, you know, just I think tell, tell the truth about every part of it and, and don't minimize the, the uh, impact of it to consumers and issuers. That would be my advice. Bob, I want to thank you again for your time today. You're very welcome. Again, we've just heard from Bob Carr, Chairman and CEO of Heartland Payment Systems. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.